This is a HeadGum Original. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I need advice. I don't know who I am tonight. Give me something to think about on this long drive. Is it supposed to feel this empty all the fucking time? How do I get this off of my mind? You okay, bud? Hey, what bud. What should I do? About this thing I'm going through I can always count on you to tell the truth All these difficult things feel so much easier with you I just wanna know what you would do Great. I mean, yeah, that was awesome. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. That really, yeah, that made me feel some type of way. It put me in a mood. It chillaxed my attitude, actually. It's like uh, it was Bright Eyes style, Connor Oberst. Yeah. These things was take like, forever. I'll just have to wait and to see. Wait and see. Yeah. yeah, it's like that song deserves to not be a podcast intro. That's a standalone. It's rare that we get a standalone song. That's a standalone song, our podcast aside. Um, honored to be mentioned, honestly. <laughs> it was by a guy from Ireland. That's why it was good. Yeah, yeah. The Irish, they have that umber in their voice. I really love it. I think he ha you have to have the soul of someone that just sort of exists in a cloudy, dreary atmosphere, but all the time mm -hmm. to the point yeah. where it makes your sort of heart pure. A constant mist. That's yeah, what like, you need. A guy from San Diego can't just, like, Blink-182 is from San Diego. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. You don't, like, yeah. you don't have sunny days and then write that. Right. No, that, the, the sunny days are, uh, it'd be nice to have a blowjob from your mind. That's, <laughs> that's the Blink attitude. And there's room in my heart for both. I'll say that. Yeah. Everybody is a little bit Ireland and a little bit San Diego, but. That's why just, we should all be living in Kansas City. Who's, <laughs> who's the happiest musician from Ireland? I thought that also doesn't happen. I guess Dropkick Murphy's. Bono. Yeah. <laughs> Bono, but just because he's loaded. Uh, all right, that was Ian Andrew. That's his name. Ian? I, yeah. a, I Ian. A I N. Jan. I A I I A I N. Ian. Yeah. Jan. Ian. Oh, uh, Ian, don't you know? 
It says uh, people can find me on Instagram. I A I N Andrew Music. Cool. Or just search Ian Andrew on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff. Right. <sighs> that one was. It's a good one to start with. Like our final. What is this? Fourth to last episode now. This one plus three others. Yeah. Our slide into oblivion. Yeah. And this, you know, we were talking about the not late 90s musical last week. Yeah. Maybe this guy can help us write that because he seems to, like, have his shit together musically. Yeah. We have been, we've been curating musicians for the last, I guess, decade. Uh, Gareth is really, he's the guy that should be doing all of the instrumentals, right? I'll reach out to him. Although I was thinking about, like, because it's a late 90s musical, do you think it's entirely pop punk? Or is it, like, can we have, like, it touches on all the late 90s musical tropes, like Christina Aguilera or, like, Eminem, you know, like, hi, my name is, like, can that be part of the musical? Yeah, that's pretty interesting, actually. So then, and, like, then that's also every kind of, like, you know, the kid, the clicks in school. Like, these are the kids that listen to hip-hop. These mm. are the punks. Yeah. These are the ones that, like, the Backstreet Boys. Right, boy so bands, Will right. Smith. So, like, the protagonist, the main character, I guess I, that would be me and you. So our character, you're, like, the Eminem, and I'm the Tom DeLonge. Mm-hmm. So your character has some some rap ballads. Yeah, mine is all pop punk, right? Yeah, then we then we got some Christina Aguilera, some Backstreet Boys, some yeah, what else Slipknot, was... <laughs> Silver Chair, Freak on a Prodigy. Leash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should all uh, they should all be leading up to one day seeing Carson Daly outside. Holy <laughs> shit! I heard his cousin saw Carson Daly once. His cousin saw Carson did. See, that's the kind of good stuff that I, I'm excited about peppering that in. Growing up in the suburbs, nothing exciting exciting ever happened. Like I, I feel like now that I've lived in New York for a long time, I see celebrities a lot. But I remember when I first moved here, I like saw someone on the street, and it was like a guy that was on one season of Real World. And I emailed all of my friends. Which guy? I forget now. It was it was it was a, Puck. I, maybe it was his name was Steven. <laughs> Puck would be famous enough that I'd still be interested. <laughs> they don't make real world anymore, right? I don't think so. I think it just like real world and road rules stopped and then they just started right. making the challenge, which is old of versions of those people playing games. Right. Yeah, yeah. The old cast going against each other. But I would assume they would need to like still keep those shows up to feed into the challenge. But I guess not. You would think so. I guess. I guess they're like we're okay with these people being forty and fifty years old, <laughs> which yeah. is weird because that's not the MTV ethos. That's not their vibe. Yeah. Remember Real World Seattle, where some guy slapped a, a female uh, housemate and then it got kicked off the show. <laughs> God. Yes, kind of. Uh, that's insane. <laughs> Back then, a real uh, reality shows were so new, it was just like, these guys live in a house, and that's fine. That's enough for right, now. Right, that's all. Yeah, yeah we don't need to no think contest. of a gimmick yet. Uh, imagine if seven people hung out. Isn't that insane? Like, like a dating show? or No, they're just sort of uh, uh, talking. They'll be roommates. 
Yeah, and then I what? feel like in later seasons of the real world too, they like vaguely gave them a job. Like right, like in Hawaii, thing. they like worked at a restaurant. It's like, all yeah. right, sometimes they'll be at right. this restaurant, but mostly not. Mostly not. They definitely don't care about the. They're not getting fired, right? Yeah, they can't. They can't get fired because they're probably also getting paid to be on the show. Yeah. I also remember thinking how sick the real world house was, and now thinking about it, like everyone was sharing a room. Yeah, so there were like four to seven good. people in a single room. Yeah, it sounds kind of rough. And then like the night vision. I guess like, that's college though. Of people like hooking up, just like you can see the bed moving, but like we don't know what's going on, but they have to wear yeah, microphones. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was the hottest shit when I was 14. <laughs> This is all fodder for the musical. That's right. So you're in now. Yeah, now I'm like starting to, the vision is starting to get clearer and clearer. And the idea of like parodying popular songs from 1997 to yeah. 1999 is pretty good. Yeah, that's, that is, that's the vision right there. That's the goal. Yeah. It's can't hardly wait esque. Only that one just took place in the 90s and was made in the 90s. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. It really, it's it's a musical can't hardly wait. What a great Sold. movie that was. We should watch that for, <laughs> we should watch that for uh, research for sure. Somebody told me that they recently rewatched it and it was like uh, pretty awesome for like the first half and then it starts to get pretty um, dated and bad. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah. I can't quite it's... remember why. I can't, I'm not trying to remember what happened. I don't. I can't remember anything from the movie except that Seth Green is wearing like goggles. Yeah, he's locked in um, a bathroom. Oh yeah, he gets locked in a bathroom. He ends up hooking up with whoever they're in the bathroom <laughs> with. Yeah, is everyone like trying to get late at this last night at the party, or is that American? There is Pie? a. Yeah, that's sort of every movie that was made in the 90s. But I think that one, Can't Hardly Wait, is like a graduation party, and Ethan Embry is like trying to finally talk to Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, and he has a letter. He's got a letter for her. To give which her, yeah, I've, that's right. That, that movie made every hopeless guy write a letter. I had... <laughs> I had I had letters too, and right. it's like I could yeah. You have no personality or skills. You're not cool. You have acne. So, but like one thing that I had, I could write a letter. I could That's a good song. Say all this. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's really true. It's really true. It's just about being self aware about everybody in high school. Yeah, I, I still don't know what the big lesson to take away is. I, didn't we Maybe also joke around once? Yeah, we also joked around once where it was like, kind of like uh, in the pop punk version of the song, it's like the flavor of the week, the boyfriend doesn't appreciate the girl. But like in yeah. reality, it's like, yeah, the cheerleader should be with the captain of the football team. Like, who are you, you right. fucking freako nerd <laughs> loser? Like, Well, I'm, a, I'm just a guy that's obsessed with you. So you should <laughs> yeah, be with he me. He actually does listen to me and he does love me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> We're both really hot too. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you don't know me at all. No, I guess not. <laughs> so when I've you never say spoken you don't you. know anything about me, no, you don't know yeah. anything about me. We You're talk on the phone stoked. for five hours every night. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I didn't know that. You're Nintendo. I wrote you a letter. I thought I could just kind of like poke at a, a raw nerve. Um, sorry about no. that. Yeah, we're awesome. And we're going to have like a great long relationship. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I think the thesis is that it doesn't matter and you're wrong. Mm -hmm. 
we'll so it seems that. like we're the the heroes of the story just because we're the nerds, but it turns out that um, right. the heroes were the hot people all along. <laughs> they were right. Or it's, yeah, I guess it's like that was their time, and your time can come later. So yeah. Yeah, I do have that. You don't have to be the star. I do have that theory that you can only be cool for 10 years. So it's like you're going to do it in high school, but then you could be like the – was it the Jerry O'Connell character that like comes back and he's like still hanging out with high schoolers? Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, you know. wasted your cool years in high school or like you're a loser in high school and college and then you become successful afterwards. But like you, yeah. everybody has this 10 year window. Totally. Mine, mine absolutely happened. 25 you... to 35. But it was a good <laughs> run. <laughs> great run. That's a good window to peak. Yeah. I think that worked. Yeah. It worked great for me. <laughs> Uh, all right. But for now, we still got questions to answer. Uh, this is If I Were You, the only advice pod on the web hosted. Past tense by us. I'm Amir. That's right. I'm Jake. Not for much longer. Speaking of 10-year anniversary, somebody posted on our Reddit that One Almond came out exactly 10 years ago today as of wow. recording. Yeah. I hope you got that domain on auto renew, bud. Yeah, it's still up there. OneAlmond.com. I've Great. paid probably $90 for that, $9 a year it's for worth a it. decade. Yeah, someone's going to buy it off us for a billion someday. Uh, okay, here's a random-ass question I found, and I say random-ass, not lightly. Nope. Have you seen the Knives Out movies? Yes. Okay. So this is a lady we'll call um, Danielle Craig, and it'll make sense when you get there. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hey, guys. Uh, I love the Knives Out movies, and I saw the original in theaters and watched it four or five more times before the sequel came out. And I've seen Glass Onion at least three times now. And I think they're perfect movies, super well-written, funny, and well-developed characters. My boyfriend, however, has a big problem with them. He argues that Daniel Craig's accent is in poor taste. Specifically, disrespectful and derogatory to Southerners who get made fun of their accents in real life. At first, I was a little hurt that my partner would shit on something I liked so much, but I understand now he has a legit objection. I think the accent was done in good fun, and nothing about Benoit Blank's character is particular demeaning towards the accent. As an actor, I think Daniel Craig should be allowed to make those decisions, but my boyfriend has come around to admitting that the movies are well-written, And I think he does have a point that use of the accents can be harmful. I know none of you are from the South, so do you have any insight uh, for this particular instance? But I'm curious whether you think Knives Out would be better off without Daniel Craig's Foghorn Leghorn-esque accent. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So did you, you watch both Knives Outs? I watched both. Yes, I liked the first one. I thought the second one was god awful. I thought it. And was were you offended by the accent? Or Try Hard has been uh, kind of like a shittier rehashing of the same thing. Mm. Anyway, that said, I did not have a problem <laughs> with Daniel Craig's accent. I can understand. I, I wouldn't tell someone they couldn't be offended by it, but I also think that like using the context of the movie he's like he's kind of like the hero of it and it does i don't think it like casts anybody in a negative light 
I don't know. It's like, <laughs> what do you want then? Do you want like either an authentically Southern person doing that role or do you want Daniel Craig to not play a character? It seems weird to me <laughs> that like movies should have characters in them. And I like hearing accents. And I can right. understand if you're doing it in an offensive way and like you're, you know, playing him as like a dumb hillbilly or something. Maybe that's more offensive. But right. is he I dumb mean, in the movie? Honestly, even then. No, he's incredibly smart in the movie. So <laughs> what's what's the beef? The accent is done in a loving way, it seems. Yeah. I think that it's good for actors to be able to make choices, and I like hearing different accents in movies. I Have can, you ever been the, offended? Have you like ever been ever been offended? Um, yeah, once or twice for like I th somebody uh, called me the K word in college, and that was <laughs> offensive. Yeah, that's that's as direct as it gets. It's not like I heard an yeah. accent or I saw somebody or I read this thing. It's like someone yeah. looked at you and used a derogatory term. They used term. a slur, yeah. And I said, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you mean knucklehead, right? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, so I guess that was, I mean, yeah, sure, I get offended from time to time. But, but this is like an extreme, like seemingly overreaction. Like there, a guy is using an accent that you have. Like imagine, like me watching "Don't Mess with the Zohan" or and hearing right. an Israeli accent and getting offended, or you watching "Get Out" and then they make fun of white people from Connecticut or something like that. Were you offended yeah, by that? Right. Yeah, it, it has the energy of somebody being like, "Reverse sexism is a bigger issue." It's like. I could there I can understand some kind of like some representation stuff and some offensive accents and like some casting choices are really dumb like when they cast uh what is what's her name uh Emma Stone to play like a Pacific <laughs> Islander or something like right yes but by and large I think that movies are kind of movies and TV it feels like uh actors being able to use accents should be in play yeah um so overall i would say I, I i would imagine if you have a southern accent maybe you're um already predisposed to being offended by people using southern accents in things right but it's kind of like i think it'd be kind of, i don't know i guess i don't have like a that unique of an accent but I would maybe think that it'd be fun for me to like hear if Daniel Craig was doing a, t a Connecticut accent, I'd think that was cool. I'd be like, wow, he's pretending <laughs> to be from Connecticut. Look at him not saying the T in mountain. <laughs> That's all it is. Kind of. Mountain. Yeah. Jesus, you're so offended. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's all that it is. That's all that it is. It's my fucking home state, you asshole. That's all that it is. Connecticut. You don't say any of the T's in Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, the specific question was, Knives Out would be better off without Daniel Craig's foghorn leghorn accent? Yay or nay? I don't think it would be better off. Uh, and, you know, that's that's with the the caveat that I hated the second movie. Yeah. But I like Daniel Craig. 
and I thought he did a great job. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Thank some sponsors. Come back and answer more questions after these. Okay. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's They have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm -hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even... Purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like... Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non movement good. movement. A, is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it should to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness <laughs> Yeah. It's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool th there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, so let's do it. <laughs> uh, I do not. Doth you? I think I talked about this once. I guess I can give an update on my trying to breathe through my nose journey. <laughs> yes, the saga. Mm, yes, it is an epic tale of highs and lows. Right. An Iliad, a poem of sorts. Yeah. So I've been hearing more and more through both Avital and Instagram posts um, that corroborate this mm -hmm. story that breathing through your nose is just healthier. Right. Like mouth breathing, of course, it looks visually stupid. Nobody wants to just sit there with their mouth agape while they're doing yeah. anything. But it's also, I guess, better oxygen you're getting through your nose, better for your structure, better for your health overall. I heard it's also uh, kind of, or at least my dentist said it was bad for your teeth to be yeah, bad for your gums while you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the first step is just trying to keep your mouth closed at uh, when you're awake. That's like when I can mm -hmm. literally be awake to control it. So when I find myself just in my car, mouth open, I'll mm -hmm. close it and try to train myself to breathe through my nose. 
Even though I'm convinced my nasal passage is narrow. Um, but then the second step is to try to train yourself to do it while you sleep. I've never been a mouth closed while sleeping guy. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So the first step I did was nasal strips, which wide, like you put it on your nose and then it opens up and widens your nasal passages while you're asleep. How? Uh, it's like, uh, it's like has little metal in it. That's meant to be flat. So that when you push it in to stick to your nose, it like tries to get back to this position, even though it's like now oh. stuck to your nose. So it's like stuck to your nose. Interesting. It's opening it, trying to get back to flat, but it's um yeah, uh, glued to your na- uh, nostrils. I see. That's cool. Uh, and then the second thing, which I don't know how healthy slash good, so I'm not fully recommending, though I've tried it, is now mouth tape. You've tried the mouth tape? You were worried you were going to die. Correct. I was worried I was going to die. So I tried it uh, just as I was going to sleep one day. And uh-huh. turns out, like, if mm, I'm actually going to die, I just open my – like, the tape is not so, like, hard that it's creeping my mouth shut. <laughs> like, over the course of the night, right. I'll just finally, like, <gasps> like just sla- <laughs> slam my mouth the open. The, the tape is no match. The tape is no uh-huh. match for my yeah. desire to breathe through my mouth. Um, but but I've been spending using like half it. the night probably breathing through the nose. Yeah, probably a little, any a little less. Are you sleeping better? Uh, well, what I've been trying to do is like I fall asleep without it on so that I don't have the stress of like wearing it while I'm trying to sleep. Uh-huh. And then when Avital goes to sleep, which is invariably after me, she'll be like, okay, I'm falling asleep. I'm like, all right. So then in my half a week, a sleep state, I just like put it on and like pass out. I'm like barely awake throughout the whole process. And then when I wake up in the morning, it's off. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on, where it came off or on. If I'm either breathing through my nose, because it also has a little slit over the mouth that I can, I can still like slightly breathe in case of emergency. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a real baby step towards my journey of being a mouth closed sleeper. Yeah. Right. Well, that is interesting, though. Yeah. It's quite interesting. If anyone has made a full transition, please let me know. It seems like it's a a, a really hard thing to train yourself not to do. Yeah. Is the idea at the end of this that that you're, you know, nose breathing in your sleep on your own? Or are you training yourself to not um, crack through the tape? Are you... Uh, I think even if you are a mouth breather... You go to bed with nothing. Yeah. I'm hoping, yeah, that I go to bed with nothing, but I think it is still beneficial for people who do it naturally because uh, I guess uh-huh. it, it like makes ensures that you're only breathing through your nose, which I guess is better rest. I don't know. Now I'm curious too, like if if this is just like getting older and we never really thought about any of this stuff because like back in the day, I, you know, it was just brushing your teeth and you're trying to remember to floss and like that was it. You go to bed. But now, mm-hmm. I've, now I've got the floss, the water pick, the toothbrush, the face wash, the serum, the lotion, yeah. yeah, the eye mask. It's like, it's just too much. I, I would love to get back to the place where you just don't have to really think about doing anything, anything before bed. It'd I think that's so aging. Nice. I think that's age. Yeah. yeah. Like when you're 12, well, I you can like, eat fast food and it just, your body's like, right. this is fine. I'm still growing and making shit. And then like at a certain point, your body's slowly dying and you're like, okay, I have to 
treat food like mm-hmm. healthy energy source and not just eat whatever tastes good. Yeah. I have to but maximize sleep and I, energy. Sometimes I feel tired enough that I don't need my eye mask. So I've been going to bed without it. I think I can yeah. train myself out of the eye mask. I guess I can't train myself out of flossing because that's, that's a good habit. Yeah. You want to keep your teeth in your mouth as long as possible. Are you still not drinking alcohol? Is that still happening? Yeah. Not drinking alcohol. Dry, 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 sober. Yeah. I actually went to Jill's cousin's bar mitzvah this weekend. And I know it doesn't really sound like that's a hard place to not drink, but I mean, family events, I think people generally like to drink. Uh, but they also had Basil Hayden's behind the bar, which is one of my favorite whiskeys. Uh, and I refrained. And it was still a lovely time. Uh, and the next day I felt great. So, How was the, what was the theme? Um, it was sort of, it was like sports, sports theme, sports mm-hmm. heavy. Yeah. Um, there was like the dude, tell you what, I don't, maybe this happened for you in LA. Um, because there was like more, more cash to splash around in, in that area. But like our, th- our bar mitzvahs were like, not very um extravagant affairs this thing was it was like nicer than my wedding probably (laughs) it wasn't just at a banquet hall or restaurant oh no there was there was valet you you got there the kids had their own room and then the adults had like a buffet with cuisine from all over the world sushi chinese mexican italy Wow. And that, and I was like wandering around. I was like, "This is like the nicest bar mitzvah I'd ever been to." And then I realized that that wasn't that was only the cocktail hour. <laughs> then they opened the doors to the to like the big hall. Some of the best food I had ever had. They like gave everybody, everybody in the family had like a WWE style entrance with like everyone wow. going insane. Does that include uh, you? The party favors? No, God, thank God. Um, <laughs> the party favors that they threw out were like uh authentic nba jerseys wow which one did you get it was i tried to get a lebron one but uh somebody else caught it and i didn't want it and it was a 13 year old so i didn't make the scene (laughs) this is why you got to get hammered so you can just fucking elbow (laughs) teenagers for jerseys the saddest thing is i went home and i bought it on ebay because i liked it so much (laughs) yeah did i give you a lebron jersey you did, but this one is really cool. It, I mean, I still have the other one too, but this one is um it's like it's the blue uh it's it's the blue rec one that just says Los Angeles and like cursive on it and James on the back. I'll send you a picture of it. Sick. Yeah. Like it'll, it'll be arriving. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's so tight. Um so where was the bar mitzvah? Was it like in Manhattan? No, it was in New Jersey, so oh, maybe like thirty minutes from Manhattan, north northern New Jersey, wow, like on a it? golf course. It was wow. it was very fucking nice. Jesus, that's awesome. Yeah, also just so like the the kids, they're all. It's I'd never been. I hadn't been to a bar mitzvah. I don't think since like my little brother's bar mitzvah. Right. So it's were they still playing the same games? Were they doing the macarena? They played Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> They really? played Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, <laughs> wow. that was the highlight. That was like the last thing they did was play, like, all right, we're clearing the floor. Like we're playing Coke and Pepsi. I believe the winner got 
$25,000 cash. <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing. Some things really are the exact same. They still had they had the DJ and three like backup dancers to yeah. get the party going. The the Great girls stuff. are all 5'7", the boys were all 4 foot 11. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Do <laughs> you see a group of cool boys untucked shirts running around? Yeah, all so sweaty, like all the boys dancing together, <laughs> all the girls off to the side. And then the funniest thing is when I went to the bathroom, I saw some of the bad kids out in the hall <laughs> doing something. But when I, when I came, they just looked fucking guilty. <laughs> I used to be you. And now yeah. I don't drink so that I sleep better. Do you guys have a I water a bad, pick? Yeah. <laughs> Did you? They closed the sushi bar, and I was looking for <laughs> some. Yeah, a yeah. Twelve-year-old really... kicks you in the shins. Ah, hey, come on! <laughs> I like the California roll is all. Oh, come on! I'll buy you kids drugs. My old man used to do it for me. Yeah, I'm not drinking. Doesn't forward. mean you don't have to. <laughs> a flask. You get arrested. Oh, come on! Yeah, we don't really drink. The cool kids now just are like are into books and poetry. Yeah, the cool kids are into not drinking. They're into the same stuff you are. We're just yeah. we're mature. <laughs> we're into. But then there were some surfing. kids that were just. There were some kids that were just on their phones too, and I was like, "Damn, that's a that's a weird thing." I never had to deal with that. Right. I guess we were just we never had any distractions. Once you leave the house, it's just like you can't look at anything. Yeah. But I was pretty impressed by it. like the the kids in the hallway were on their phones, but the ones in the bar mitzvah, no phones. More adults than kids. Yeah. Also wonder... funny that like I feel like at a wedding it's kind of sad to be like sitting at a table and just looking at the dance floor. But the bar mitzvah, there's really nothing else to do. I danced a bit, but the floor is really dominated by thirteen year olds um yeah. playing weird games. So you kind of do just have to watch. You're just a you... bystander. You and Jill should have done Coke and Pepsi, just fucking sprint down using your long legs to beat everybody. She got, she basically did try. She tried to play with her dad. <laughs> and I, and they, they did, she's seven months pregnant. They did one, one round and like she was supposed to run towards him. And I just saw all of these kids like bumping into her. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is, this can't happen. This cannot happen. <laughs> So then you played with her dad. Yeah, then I, me and her dad won. Do you think you could have beaten those kids? Like, are they like, are we gotten to a point where 13-year-olds can run faster than us? I think I could have, I think I can outrun them for sure. Yeah, yeah, because they're not tall, they're not quite tall yet. Yeah, but they also, playing Coke and Pepsi, do you remember the rules? Because it's Coke, you run to one side, Pepsi, you run to the other. Yeah. Um, Sprite, you meet in the middle, and yeah. Dr. Pepper um, I believe is, you know, a false, like you can't, you can't start or if you oh, do, you're out. We played Pepsi 7 Up and there was no fourth beverage. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you, Pepsi 7 Up, you just run to one side or the other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did Coca Pepsi and I think it was either 7 Up or Dr. Pepper is like, uh, it's like a false, false start. So like you're not supposed to run, but if you start to, you stop, you're out. Simon um, Says style. Yeah. The amount of kids that got got by that, I was floored. I was like, <laughs> you have to listen. You have to listen. You obviously don't care about winning. <laughs> you scolding a 12-year-old? 
Listen, do you <laughs> want it or that not? Jersey. <laughs> Give me the LeBron jersey. Because <laughs> I tell you, the king wouldn't appreciate your lack of discipline, really. <laughs> yeah. Do they have plastic hats and sunglasses and tchotchkes on the dance floor, uh, too? They had a photo booth. They had some of those like glow in the dark uh, Sticks. light things. Yeah. But no, like they gave him, they gave this dude like a uh, cold air blast, like foam gun at the, wow. at the stage. They had pyrotechnics behind him. It was, it wasn't like the, Hey, we're tossing out inflatable guitars. Like at my bar mitzvah, it was legit. And then the music selection, was it like modern d- songs like Nicki Minaj and Drake and whatever or is it still like jock jams from the 90s like that was already still this, jock jams dude, from the dude, 90s dude. it it or like jock jams maybe from like 10 years ago like apple bottom jeans came on and like everybody went ham for it <laughs> even though that song is adults. older than the 13 year olds there yeah but the kids liked it and the adults liked it and there were a lot of songs like that like they played taylor swift I think the last few songs they played, I didn't recognize. And Jill told me they were from TikTok and the kids oh, yeah. all danced to that. But I, oh, yeah. I mean, for the most part, it was, it was definitely, it was kind of like wedding music, the hits for everyone. Right. Whoop. There it is. Who let the dogs out? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I haven't been to a bot. Well, I guess my nieces had bot mitzvahs, but that was still years and years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun vibe. Would we should probably start going time. to more. Yeah, we should start going to more bar mitzvahs. For research at the very least. <laughs> yeah. I don't know for what project, but just for <laughs> well, our own personal know. research. Our own personal game. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take another break. Thanks some sponsors and answer more questions after these massages. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for, and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. amazing. That's so ah, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. this subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn. And I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. Congrats. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most saving of yours. the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, Mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Yo. As we wind down our show, I figure it's time to answer some classic questions. Uh, Not that we've answered this one specifically before, but it's it's a style of question we get a lot that I usually don't answer. But you know what? Since it's... Uh, towards the end of our run. Why don't we try yeah. to give this guy some classic breakup advice? Oh, all right. My bread uh, and butter. Exactly. We'll call this guy Brendan Butter. Nice. In July of last year, I got into my first relationship, which was great and beautiful, and I had an incredible time with her. We started dating in Boston, but then moved back to our home in the UK, long distance. Over the last three months or so, Uh, Life got really tough for me, which resulted in a very difficult January, which led me to breaking up with her. It was messy. And it went about as poorly, uh, to be completely (laughs) honest, as possible, keeping it going for weeks too long. Needless Mm -hmm. to say, I'm feeling pretty dreadful, and I need some advice to help me get through this time. I've been listening to If I Were You for the millionth time to get through this breakup, but man, it's tough. Hopefully you get around to this. Well... The first thing I can say to this is that you have already done the hardest part. The hardest part is breaking up, getting all that stuff out there, hurting someone never feels good. Um, And second part, still not great, but the second part is healing and it just takes time. Yeah. Try not to be so hard on yourself. The hardest part is probably like psyching yourself up and thinking about how you're going to do it. Like, should I do this? All right. Then it's like an overwhelming nine feeling. You're like, now I have to do it. What am I going yeah. to do it? To the other person see it coming at all. Yeah. The worst for me, the worst part was always after I decided I needed to, because I'd always be like, you know, waffling. And then once I decide that I need to, that that time in between knowing that you need to and actually doing it because you're like when it's never a good time oh she's got a test coming up i can't do it now oh she's upset about having this fight with her mom i can't do it now but what am i going to do break up with her when she's in a good mood that's (laughs) fucking cruel so you never really know what to do um but then it's cathartic at least for me it was cathartic once once you finally do get to do it but then you have to live with the fact that you hurt somebody so like we said not easy, but I do think you're through the worst part. And I think you can only make it worse on yourself if you start to second guess yourself, start to be like, I should have done it a different way. The point is, it's really hard. You were able to do it. Congratulations. And now you're you're just you're just resetting for the next phase of your life. Right. And the best way is one time, like waiting and two, like maybe finding somebody else eventually to take your feelings from that person to the next one. Yeah. And reconnect with your friends, your family, people that were there for you before your relationship, things that brought you joy before then, because chances are they'll bring you joy again. Right. And also lean into the things that you can do now that you're a singles man. So if there's anything that you wanted to do, but didn't have the time to do because you were uh, in a relationship, now you can do it. So you can lean into that Mm. stuff. I'll also tell you really, really basic, but music, music, uh, I feel like uh, 
there were a lot of breakup songs that I had that would get me uh, just like feeling amped and hopeful for the future. Yeah. Do you like listening to happy songs when you're sad or do you like just like let me wallow in this sadness and try to cry it out, reach rock bottom? Uh, the best song to listen to when you're feeling any type of way is uh, Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi because it's kind of sad but emotional. <laughs> or you can listen to the opening theme song to this podcast, which is yeah. um, dreary Irish sea shanty. I mean, this guy's from the UK. He gets it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, if this was also, you kept it going for weeks too long. Now that that part is hopefully behind you. It's it's all uphill yeah. from here. Exactly. Also, the weather's going to get better, which should help. Nobody's, it's hard to get happy when it's cold and gray yeah. out. It's true. Having a difficult January seems like a, a thing that, that a lot of people uh, have difficulty with. So at least know that you're not alone. You know, it's a great song is Long December talking about songs and oh yeah being sad during the winter and that one's got a hopeful fucking solo at the end and it ends with a classic adam duritz yeah <laughs> we should definitely include that in our musical yeah when did long december yeah. come out long december and probably came out like reasons. the mid 90s right yeah maybe this year will be better than better the than the last yeah, Counting Crows was like 94-ish. Long December, 96. All right. Oh, that's in play. That's in play. Early, but often. Yeah. Uh, okay. Listen to music, wait a while, do some fun things, and you'll get uh, you'll get over it sooner or later. Nobody's been sad about a breakup forever, right? Right. Right? First, Right. A forever yeah. sadness? I don't think so. Like, I'm 40 and I'm still sad about the breakup from when I was 19? Yeah, that would actually be kind of fucked up. It's messed up, man. That shouldn't yeah. happen. Did you try listening to Long December yet? At the very least, Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, all right, feel better. Let us know how it goes. Give us a follow-up up to how happy you are in a week or two. <laughs> best april ever also long distance makes it easier too you won't see this person seems like she lives yeah, thousands of miles away yeah that i think that's that's that is helpful focus on the things that are nearby um all right that's it thanks so much for listening thanks for watching if you're watching um oh, yeah. thanks for submitting your theme songs your questions only a few episodes right left so send them on down to if i were you show at gmail.com that's right send them while you can um, and we're still making videos on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash JA, of course. Ja, that's right. And I'm still doing my taxes, if anyone has advice on that. Just um, going through the numbers and trying to crunch all the income yeah. v expenses. Um, yeah. Maybe that could be our next podcast. I don't know. Sort a of tax a, advice podcast? Well, yet, I think we get worse at our taxes every year. Which is hard to imagine because... We're supposed to be getting wiser with age. Right. No. It's it's worse and worse every year. I think the trick is to stay on top of it, but as soon as you do your taxes, the last thing you want to do is look at them for another year. Yeah. It's all about that estimated payment, that estimated <laughs> quarterly payment. Call your dad. Let's get him on the horn. I mean, yeah, what percentage of people are audited? Sam would know. Yeah, he might. It's got to be under 1%. 
Anyway, uh, okay, uh, let's listen to that theme song again by Jan, Jan, Ian. Am I, am I overthinking Ian. it? Ian. 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 Yeah, Jan, Ian, Ian, Andrew from uh, Dublin. Yeah. And we'll be back. Thank you. Still next week. I think Sick. in person too. Oh, that's right. Right here in New York, baby. That's right. I'll see you soon. Later. I need advice. I don't know who I am tonight. Give me something to think about on this long drive. Is it supposed to feel this empty all the fucking time? How do I get this off of my mind? What should I do about this thing I'm going through? I can always count on you to tell the truth. All these difficult things feel so much easier with you. I just wanna know what you would do If I were you If I were you That was a HeadGum Original. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.